two dramas with a side of kimchi. The fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse. And I'm K-Drama Jen. And just so you guys don't forget, we have a Patreon page where once a month we release a Patreon VIP-only episode, as well as we have a Discord chat server, lots of fun perks, and you'll especially want this if you love this episode. I have a feeling we are going to go over the one hour we have allotted for um, doing it through the online server. So if we do have extra content, I will be releasing the full audio on Patreon probably in a week or so. Um, so if you want to hear every little word we say, we're going to be starting to release longer episodes on patreon so we don't have to edit out all of the stuff to get it to fit what we're allowed to put on on our regular format so that'll be a fun little perk coming up and i suspect we have a lot to say about squid games so i could totally see us talking a little longer than our allotted hour so so true (laughs) (laughs) yes so today our topic is squid games it is taking the world by storm, and we did do a blog post on our kind of impressions of the drama, but we realized that there were just so many things that we wanted to talk about that we really couldn't in just one post. So we are jumping onto our recording equipment and keeping the discussion going, and we're not going to pretend to know the answer to why this particular drama is so popular. We're just going to share why we like it and why you might like it too. So in case you haven't uh, heard what it's about (laughs) and you have no idea, the synopsis of it is after a failed business venture, the debt-ridden chauffeur, he uses chauffeur, oh, that's right, he does cab driving, I thought, anyway, uh, Gi-hoon lives his life gambling away the money he mooches off his elderly mother while failing to provide for her and his estranged daughter. When his life finally hits rock bottom, he receives an irresistible offer. I'd resist it. Um, Promising him (laughs) 45.6 billion won in exchange for winning traditional Korean children's games against 455 other players. He doesn't know any of this when he's offered this chance though <laughs> among them his childhood friend cho sang woo commence um at, so he his friends among the the people in the game commencing the game the participants soon learn of the deadly consequences that come with losing so why did we start the drama it's what we usually talk about when we uh do a review of a drama and i will have to admit that I don't usually watch um this genre very much and i wasn't in the mood but I heard so many people talking about it, and so I went ahead, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to finish the first episode, because I had already started it, and I was like, I'm just going to finish the first episode and see how it goes, and I got to the end of one, and I'm like, okay, totally have to hit two, and I know why people are wanting to know what happens, because the first episode pulls you in. Some people have to keep going after that, but for me, it was, uh, I, I had to find out what happened in the next episode after the end of one. Well, and for me, I had to just because everyone I know knows that I'm the Korean watcher (laughs) person (laughs) and everyone was watching it, including both of my daughter's boyfriends (laughs) 
and they were discussing whether they watched it with English dubbed or Korean with English subs, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was kind of like nitpicking on how people watched it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling like this kind of a show, but I'll give it a try just because, you know, we might as I know that no one else at the time was really watching it. And it's like, we really should at least know what is going on, if nothing else, for on our Discord server where all our patrons are are chatting about it. And so I took the plunge. And I think I got through episode one and then Drama Geek zoomed past me watching everything. <laughs> and yeah. so it took me a little longer to watch just because it was when I had a bunch of work commitments. And so I couldn't watch as fast, but I did binge it quite quickly. So... Yeah, for me, um, kind of separate from the two of you, my daughter was watching this. She watched it all the way through, loved it. I did see her crying at one point, and she's not really somebody who cries um, while she watches shows, so I thought that was interesting. Um, so she convinced my husband to watch it, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because people are talking about it. So I watched the first episode, and... It really um, was so violent, and I was so, like, it really, wherever I was in, in, at that time, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can watch this. So I actually went back upstairs, um, and my husband and my daughter kept watching, but I would kind of, like, come and see different scenes or whatever, and I ended up coming down and then watching, like, a few of the later episodes, and I was like, oh, I really need to go back and watch this. So then I binged the whole thing um, in one afternoon. <laughs> and uh, that's where we are. So, Okay, so let's start, because I know a lot of people don't necessarily have watched everything. And so I like that we've kind of added in these spoiler-free sections before we get into the nitty-gritty um, so let's continue doing that because I think it's a really good format for our listeners. Let's do some spoiler-free discussion before we get into any specifics. Um, does that work for you guys? Yep. Yes. All right. And to start off, it's kind of an ensemble cast, but I think there is definitely characters that we need to chat about when discussing the show. Okay, let's start off with Gi-hoon, who is our person we start the show with. He's the dad who's kind of a loser and an addicted gambler. He's in debt, kind of a loser in life is kind of how he comes across. Brilliantly performed by Lee Jung-jae. I've seen him in like movies and stuff. I don't remember if I've seen him in a lot of dramas, but he is like knocking it out of the ballpark in this show so convincing as this character that you just get sucked into his life and his his outlook on things um for me he was one of the ones like right in the beginning i was like there is no way that they are gonna make him a sympathetic character to me like he just i was disgusted by him i thought that like, it just, I don't know, he just rubbed me the wrong way right from the beginning. And I could not believe how much I was rooting for him by the end. Just brilliantly acted. Really, really well done. 
I haven't um, seen him in a ton of stuff because he does do mostly movies and I don't um, just the availability of movies for us is part of the problem. But I do think the first thing I ever saw him in was what it was an assassination. That one period drama that he was um, oh. with the um, the my love from another star actress they were in that together he was very good in that oh yeah and, and him, him in the period costume and everything he was pretty hot like, it works <laughs> it works for him it totally works for him so i feel like from what i've uh gathered is that he normally pay, plays very serious characters so he's n- normally either like very posh or rich or you know just more serious characters so this is kind of a departure um from what he, he normally does mobster plays. he yeah. does mobster too i've seen him mm-hmm. as a mobster quite a few times yeah so. so um this is definitely a departure for him and he it just so many different scenes he pulls you in and I mean, yes, from the beginning, he was part, he was one of the main reasons I was like, I don't know if I can hang with this at, at the first episode because he, he really is just so down on his luck. And you're just like, come on, be there for your daughter for one birthday. Don't steal from <laughs> your mom. And she's like, well, and it was all his own fault. It wasn't like down on the luck. Oh, bad things happen to you. It's like, oh, no, yeah. you you caused all of these gambling upon pool. yourself. Yeah. Yes. Eventually he caused all this stuff, but I do feel, and not too many spoilers, but I do feel like some of the original like things, I think if I remember correctly, that happened of like how he lost his job and stuff like, but you have many different avenues of what you can do once you lose your job. And most of them don't involve gambling your mom's money away. <laughs> but, exactly. but yeah, but then once you keep going through the game, he his acting really just pulls you in and makes you root for him. I mean, you figure because he's one of the main characters that he's probably going to last pretty long into the game and everything. But that's you want that. Like if, at first I was like, yeah, I wouldn't care if he died or not. But then after a while, you're like, no, I do want him to continue on with the game. He's just such an intricate part of everything that's going on and his acting. He was, he just did such an amazing job. Fingers crossed that this is, um, has Emmy contingency because it's Netflix and it's their original and all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe, maybe he'll get an an Emmy award or at least a nomination or something that would be. If nothing else, the world now knows who he is. They do. They do. I know that I was looking at a thing that was all like, yeah, all of the leads Instagrams blew up by like another three or 4 million people following yeah. him, like yeah. following this. And it's just like, that is just crazy. Yeah. Like the magnitude of people that have watched this show, you know? Yeah. And he, it's he can be our, our Opa. He's one of the few <laughs> that we can call Opa. Because <laughs> he's 1972. Anyway. <laughs> Fair it makes us feel not quite as old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although yeah. then I think oh, of us being like the um the, the oh, woman. The, that... Yeah, the woman that kept calling all the older yes, gentlemen Opa. Yes, yeah, no. Definitely yeah, no. Not we her. can't be her. So next, we want to talk about uh, Park Hae-su who played Cho Sang-woo. Oh, this was a tricky one for me because mm. he was I I wanted to like him 
at first. Like he seemed very likable in the beginning and, and it was just such a struggle. Um, so I again thought the acting was really incredible throughout this whole drama. I feel like that really sets it apart in some ways is that as you go on and you learn how people are flawed in different ways, um, and it certainly comes out when they're playing a, a game of life or death. You know, you certainly see all these different sides of people. But and I think that every single person in the show, and he's no exception, was able to show all that nuance. And I, I loved that. What do you what about you guys? I felt like probably right along the same lines with uh, Lee Jung Jae. Like he his performance, like you you really wanted to not like him at points, but then you also could totally see where he was coming from. Like it's a life or death game. He's trying to survive and you kind of get it. Like, but he just, he did a phenomenal job. He did so good um, in this. And he, he did a good job as the prison playbook guy, but like this was just, I don't know if it would like so much better or anything. I don't know. The prison playbook character, that one like is in my heart and I just love him so much. But this character, he just did a great job. His character had to show so much in a blink of an eye, just the flick of just the way that he would pause or the way that his eyes would just kind of change just a little bit to where you were like, oh, I I see what you're thinking there. And he, he really yeah. had to portray that in just those small little moments. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'm just like ingrained to like him because of Prison Playbook. Exactly. <laughs> I think that drama has ruined me for all time because I'm going to look at him and I'm going to be like, no, I have to be on his team. Right. Like I have to support him. Yeah. But, um, and even at the end, it's like, he did some really horrible, underhanded things to good people. Mm-hmm. And you you still think, but, but is he really that bad? Really? He is that bad. He yeah. is a really horrible person. Yeah. And he's very selfish. And he is the character who I thought the leading guy was at the when beginning. we started the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah. I thought I so that was going to be the gentleman that would do anything to win. And really, they were reversed. And you kind of see how, yeah, you know, this is the guy that had everything going for him. He was the smartest. He went to the good schools. He was the person that everyone was proud of. And yet he just, he got so caught up in that idea that he had to succeed, that he became a horrible human being. And that kind of came through. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So, I don't know. I yeah. love him. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. We love to watch him. We love watching him perform. <laughs> yes. 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 So the the new kid on the block, um, Jung Ho Young, um, she plays uh, Kang Se Byuk, and she um, this is her first drama that she's been in, and she is definitely one of the ones. I think her her, her she had like six hundred and fifty thousand people following her and it went up to five million in like (laughs) so short a time and she's just like what is going on here so um so this is her first drama and her character has to be so tough but also like so raw a lot of the times you know she's just she's 
she's the, you know, she's had to take care of herself. She's had to take care of her little brother and she's had to protect herself. She's the, um, she's from North Korea. So she's had to, you know, hide that part of herself. So she's good at putting up a wall and a barrier so that people don't know who she really is. But it, her character was one of the most interesting to kind of see where she started. And she was probably one of the first ones early on, at least for me, that I was like, uh, I really would like for her to win. You know what I mean? I think after she went back and stuff I and then came back, I was like, okay, all the rest of the men can die. I want her to win <laughs> type thing. <laughs> and she, the actress played, um, played it so well. And I'm like excited to see what she has in store for Because I have a feeling she'll probably end up being in movies a lot. Yes. <clears throat> and not necessarily be uh, in dramas, but we'll see. She might, but she's very, I, I really liked her performance. Well, not only did she have to play this character and again, Keep in mind, this is the first time she's acted at all. No movies. Yeah. She was in some game shows. Yeah. So she's been in like three or four game shows before this. And we all know that that's not acting per se. Right. You know, it's like over the top reactions. Mm -hmm. And so we're watching her and she has so much expression and so just so much that she gives the camera. Not only that, but she has to speak in a North Korean dialect, South Mm -hmm. Korean dialect, but a South Korean dialect that lets you know that she's from North Korea, which (laughs) is hiding it. You know, that's like having to be British, but speak with a Southern accent, but leave enough British so you know that they're (laughs) British and not really Southern. Right. You know, it's a very hard thing to do. And she did it beautifully. Totally on board with all of you on the uh, fangirling over her because Mm. I just, I loved her from the moment that she came on the screen where she's, um, you know, basically a pickpocket. I just fell for her immediately. I thought she was just, she was my favorite character in the whole show, really. So now we've talked about some of those characters that we loved, but let's talk for a moment about just, we sort of, referred to this earlier but there's a certain level of violence in this drama so do we think it's too violent or just the right amount so for me i have to say the first episode and it has to do with like them chasing after him and like trying to gouge out his eyes and take out his organs and all that like it just felt it's the whole lone shark people coming after him thing Mm. um i felt like that was really violent And for some reason, I didn't really have a problem with, like, the giant robot doll shooting people. Um, And I don't know what that says about me. But, yeah, so for me, once I got through that first episode, I was fine. (laughs) Only that, you know, just after that, okie dokie. I mean, I'm used to watching those Chinese dramas where they, you know, like, the blood splatters across the... the, camera basically you know so it just didn't bother me yeah um for me it's funny because I watched this and then I saw so many people on Twitter comparing it or saying some people were saying you shouldn't compare it to Alice in Borderland other people were saying well of course we're gonna compare it to that and I had started watching that and maybe October 
a switch flips because even after I finished these, the, when I finished Alice in Borderland, I was like, I've got some of these really like fluffy things. I need something else. And so last night I started watching train cause I need something like a little <laughs> bit more intense, I guess. I don't know. But so I watched Alice in Borderland and I'm not here to compare the two of them. Um, or anything like that. But I will say when it comes to the violence, I felt that Squid Game used their violence with purpose and that it didn't have a lot of extra scenes in it where I thought they were just being gory or, any, uh, you know, using a lot of stuff just because they could. It's Netflix. We can just do whatever we want and we can uh show as much blood and guts and shooting as we want. Yes, there is a lot of it in there, but everything felt like it had a purpose within the game. And well, and I think uh, it was almost impersonal, the violence Mm. in, in squid game. It definitely, you know, well you lost, so you die. It wasn't, Oh, we're going to stab you 500 times. (laughs) You know, that was not, it got a little bit more personal as the competitors had to be more proactive in their wins, but mm-hmm. not, but not to where I felt, ew, 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 you know? So I think it had the right amount of violence. So the characters have to play a series of kid games to progress in the competition. How did this work for connecting with an international audience? I felt like there were some of them, like I had no clue the whole honeycomb thing. I didn't really know what that was, but once they started doing what they needed to do in the game, I was like, oh, okay. Um, And each progression, I felt like squid game might've been the only one where I'm like, huh? I don't really know exactly (laughs) what they're doing. And I was lost, but I could kind of see like maybe what it might translate to it if for our playgrounds and stuff like that so kind of like kick the can or something like that (laughs) Kick the kid (laughs) but yeah I was so confused I was all like I don't get it and it starts off the show starts off with trying to explain it and I'm like I don't get it yeah (laughs) (laughs) even after watching the whole show I'm like I don't get it I I just don't but okay (laughs) I would say that was the only game that I was really confused by and I but at by the time you get to that game, you don't really know need to know what's going on because you know what's going on between the characters. And that's what really mm-hmm. matters by that time. So I felt that the kids game and the visual way that they portrayed all of them worked really well and is part of what connected to the international audience. Agreed. Yeah, I think it was it was enough different that there was a novelty to it so people were like oh this is interesting but enough similar to other playground games that you could quickly figure out in most cases figure out what the rules were going to be um and then of course you know they have a deadly twist on most of them so um they didn't exactly play by the real rules in many cases anyway so (laughs) yeah anyway so i'm not um So I also think that that was sort of an appeal for the international audience. Well, and I like that they kept it, even when they weren't playing games officially, they were still playing the game Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of plotting and a lot of death and stuff Mm -hmm. that happened in between the official games as well. And I thought that 
it kept the the story going really quickly so you didn't have that lull just waiting for the next official competition it was once they got into the to the location it was all a game the whole thing totally true i think that the in between that violence was probably the part that was the hardest for me like when the, at nighttime, I won't go into any particulars, but mm-hmm. that's the part where I was like, okay, I, 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 uh, maybe it's the stabbing or something. I don't like the stabbing noise. We definitely have <laughs> to discuss that part once we do spoilers because yeah. that was definitely one of the parts that like hit me in the, the emotions. Yeah. Like just yeah. the fear. Yeah. You could feel the fear then that wasn't present at other times. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I all right, so does the directors, Dash, and art director, who was a big part of this, how did their choice of color and locations affect the vibe of the show? Uh, it was everything. Like, just having that complete absence of everything familiar really made the show, like, connect with you. Because you didn't have stuff on the walls or visuals or things that humanize the location. It was mm. so distanced from what you would find comfortable or humanizing or, you know, just regular that you felt like you were almost on a different planet. It was so different. That is so true um, that it was, it was that in itself that also made it so eerie. Like, I mean, there was a juxtaposition of like all these childlike type things, even people in costumes and, you know, all of that. But you're right. Like there was this sense of almost like you were in a completely different place, um, nothing familiar. And I agree with you. That really is what set this apart and made it even more frightening because there was just nothing familiar that you could grab a hold of. Well, and you can tell that that was the point of the people that set up the game is they Uh didn't allow the people going through and setting everything up to interact at all with the with the players. They didn't want any connections. They didn't want any, you know, glances across the room and connecting on an emotional level between any of the different groups. And I think that's what made the mass so necessary yeah. Is it made them a blank slate? There was nothing to connect with. It designed it was designed to dehumanize. Like yeah. they wanted them to to not be connected. Yeah. Wow. It's true. Um <clears throat> I feel like the the director, the person who cause when you have like the person who wrote the story is also directing, there can be sometimes there can be like Star Wars and it it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> well, I mean, it worked out very well for Star Wars, but you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> the guy writing it isn't the best director or they get too involved in it, but the director writing it can sometimes make it a very seamless um, production where they're not going against each other. And that's what happened with this one. And also then his vision of what he wanted, whoever he, the the lady that he picked to do the art directing like they had a really you can tell that they had a really good uh understanding of each other and 
I feel like part of, and we're not, we weren't going to try to dissect why it's so popular, but I do feel like part of why it's so popular is the art direction and the, the images, like how easy it is to make a TikTok video because of all the images that are, are in it, the, the doll and the, like you guys were saying, the uniforms and, and everything and the sets that they built, each one of them is a set. So the actors come in and they're doing all of this in this weird environment that the, the art director has created. And so, you know, it's not green screen. They're really walking up and down those stairs and that, that brightly colored, Lego dollhouse freaky <laughs> like thing, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's the way that they set it up. I feel like they did a really good job of putting those actors in that situation. And it kind of shows on screen that it, it really was just a completely different world. Like you guys were saying. Oh, wow. Okay. So do we think this is a show that people should check out? And I would say that, Yes. First of all, if you are a K-drama watcher and you're, you know, a fan of K-dramas, you kind of have to because <laughs> all of your coworkers will have watched this. Anybody who's ever heard that like, oh, you watch K-dramas or soap operas or whatever they want to say, yeah. you know, they're all going to come to you and be like, oh, I watched a K-drama and uh, it was actually pretty good. What else have you got for me? And that's where you have to be prepared. It is your duty <laughs> as a K-drama watcher to be ready to suggest a few other things. Like, oh, did you like the guy that slapped faces? Well, let me tell you about whatever, right. Trade de Busan or <laughs> Goblin or, you know, so right. on. So just be ready. So, yes, you should watch it. Yeah, It's your duty to watch it. <laughs> I think that I, I was telling uh, the mock Davis that like you watch the first episode, you get to the end of the first episode, you see if you can handle it. And if you can't, then you can at least have somewhat of a starting point conversation when there's somebody like, oh, yeah, I watched this. And have you watched it? You can at least have something to, to say about it. So <laughs> I think that people should try it and and just at least watch the first episode and see what they think. Because there are some people who just can't handle certain levels of violence, and I get that. So True. And I think <clears throat> I'm with K-Drama Jen. If you can watch it, you should watch it, because you are going to be, get questions about it. Yeah. Again, as I was saying, like, my daughter's boyfriend's watched it. Her friend on her track team watched it and wanted to discuss it with me. And so it's really <laughs> random people, like billions of people are watching the yeah. show. Well, maybe not billions. <laughs> I don't know the specific number, right? but it's number one on 83 different countries on Netflix. That is huge for a non-English speaking show to yeah. be on that many number one watches. So a lot of people are watching this. Um, and you also, I we're going to go into it a little bit more later, but for those of you that are not joining us through the whole thing, you've got to be prepared with shows that will connect in with what people are expecting from a follow-up show. You're not going to be like, oh, you like Squid Game? Well, let me tell you about this awesome rom-com that I watched <laughs> that, you know, 
it's about a boss and her and his secretary. You know, you need something that you can segue them into that they're going to be able to connect with. And so I mm-hmm. think you need a reference point that you start with mm-hmm. and where you're going to go from there for future recommendations, because you want to get your friends connected and hooked on these kind of things and have them listen to the podcast with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, stuff like that for our sake. <clears throat> It's your duty. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So now it's time for spoilers. Like the real, like all, if you have not watched it or I mean, cause all the stuff that we've discussed so far, it's probably something that you've seen in passing cause it's everywhere. Everybody's posting videos about it or their little reels or whatever. So that's in passing. Even just the trailer. Even just the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. This, on the other hand, what we're discussing from here on out, it's spoilers. We're talking about the whole series, the end, all that kind of stuff. So the competitors are chosen between because they're all desperate. They are all in debt some way or another or desperate in other ways. And they're brought in after being slapped by the beautiful Gong Yu. And that's also something that's going around of people like, well, can I get him to slap me? So. <laughs> it's like its own fetish. It is weird. I want to be slapping. I might have that. <laughs> really? Would you be like, oh, yes, Gong, you come slap me so I can see how pretty you are? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be like, if it meant that I could stand in front of him and look at him, I would let him yeah. slap me. I, I volunteer. I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. How is it I'm for him to, to know that so many people. females and probably some men want to get slapped by him? <laughs> Or non, he, he had to know. More, well, like he didn't know style. it was gonna like blow up, but <laughs> I kind of wonder if there's fanfic out there about it now. I bet there. I don't know. I it's been what two weeks? I'm sure. Fanfic. <laughs> if so. not, I think I'll start some. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So you have to get slapped by Gong Yu, and then you get into the first game. You get your little card that has the the symbols on it. Um, and then after the after half of the competitors are dead, so after the first uh, game that they play, the the most people die in that first game. Half of them are gone, half of them are dead, and they have a choice to leave if the majority votes to leave, which is what happens. And why do we think the majority of the people then come back when they got a second chance? And I think it's plain and simple that they were thrust back into the desperation that brought them there in the first place and nothing changed like nothing changed well for some people it actually got worse like for our hero uh Gihun like he finds out his mom has uh a problem with her legs that may cause her to have to be amputated and 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 so now he's got this huge hospital bill so now things are even worse than they were before and so I think and other people like they just are at the end of their rope and that's why they got the card to begin with so I just think that they didn't have any other options that seemed like a good idea and then they have this piggy bank dangling in front of them as a way out well and I think I agree with you it's all a game of mental manipulation by Mm -hmm. the people setting up the game even with Gong Yu going and slapping them and then giving them money. Right, right. You know, it's, oh, well, I'm being degraded and getting hurt 
but I get money, so it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so they go on to the next bit. Oh, well, I'm getting degraded and possibly murdered, but look <laughs> at that giant piggy bank <laughs> up above my head, and that could all be mine mm-hmm. if I just put up with it. And so they're slowly sucked into this lifestyle to where they're making more bad choices. And and it's not just all, well, I had a really crappy life and now mm. I have a chance for money. It's the slowly sucking you in and it's the whole, you're being boiled alive, but it's slow and you don't notice it kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. You know, they, the whole thing is this, they slowly dehumanize them. Like you can, mm. I mean, in the beginning they're forced to be there and then they are given a choice And something about that just makes it so much more cruel because they have to evaluate their life and realize that, boy, like the fact that they they have to choose the opportunity, you know, they have this opportunity (laughs) to make money, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they know that it's very likely that they could die that that's actually more appealing to them than the crap that's going on in their current life. And I think there's just something about having to face that reality that I found so jarring and just super creepy. Like it added to the vibe of this entire show. And the same thing with that slow dehumanization, like like you said, starting where Gong Yu slaps them. I was only joking. I wouldn't really want to be slapped by Gong Yu, but starting, starting just where write fanfic them. about it. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, I'll just do that. Um, anyway, but like you said, like it's a slow descent into like this new way of seeing the world, and they just slowly are pulled in. Um, and before they know it, like they're the ones making these choices and then they're there and they have to make really horrible choices about whether or not they're going to, you know, sacrifice their friends or, um, you know, tr- kill somebody to get ahead or put somebody in front of them so they get shot first. I mean, just craziness. Well, and I also think it was really interesting how. Some of them got what was happening a lot faster than others, I think. Because some of them will go in for the desperation, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to, like, Song Wu, he knew that he was going to have to murder people by the end. Because there can only be one winner. It wasn't like it was going to be like, oh, we're going to split this money. Let's be besties. (laughs) You know, he understood the game that there was going to have to be you get a team to play with you for the support of numbers. And then he was going to have to whittle them a lot or whittle them down. And he was okay with losing people like really fast. He Mm. was not helping people by game. Well, especially by game three on, he was already planning people how to get rid of them as much as it would be a success for him. So it kind of goes into the next question, like how were we surprised at how devious he was? And to be honest, I kind of was. I mean, he's he had such a nice mom who loved him and who thought the best of him. And supposedly he had a good life. Um, I don't see how he goes from that to suddenly someone who's willing to like very quickly someone who's ready to kill off anyone that gets in his way. 
it was it kind of like hurt my heart (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah i was also surprised by how just diabolical he was in many ways like just the i mean we knew he was really smart but the way he played people against each other and just i don't know his the thought that went into it um i was i was shocked by just how quickly he moved to that and i just didn't i don't know like i said i liked him in the beginning i i thought it was i don't know <laughs> So I felt like his character and then the gangster character were very similar in kind of where they were as far as like some other people, they'd come out and they wouldn't have money or they they wouldn't have money to pay bills or whatever. But like, I feel like both of them knew they were at the end of the road. Like they were going to end up in prison or they, you know, they were, people were going to get them and going to kill them anyway, but they went about it completely different. Like the other guy, he's just loud. Everybody knows that he's only out for himself. Everybody knows that if he's gathering people around him, he's obviously going to betray them. And then you have Sungwoo on the other side, who is just as calculating about all of them. I mean, game two in honeycombs, it didn't save him anything it didn't make him win to not tell his friend from childhood don't pick the umbrella (laughs) like he didn't he could have said anything to him that may have got him to do that and he chose it for a second it took him a minute to decide to choose to do it but he chose to not tell him and not help him out that early in the game so like from early on he was very calculating and knew exactly what he needed to do like you were saying like he he had to have people with him like even in the what we were talking about earlier, the, the crazy, the very, everybody was very scared because it was once the, the guy, the other gangster guy killed that person and he wasn't, didn't have any ramifications and they got money showing, Hey, this guy is killed by another participant and it actually gains you money. Like then I, you would almost expect him to also start killing people. But again, he was very calculating and he didn't, he did he portrayed the persona to everybody of like I'm the good guy I'm the I'm the the nice brother you know and he got people on his side and then he just quietly shoved <laughs> a knife and down you know in their back or whatever <laughs> you know he was just he was just as bad as the other guy but he was just more calculating about it and he didn't have anybody other than his mother which you know we all hope that our children love us very much but he didn't have a wife child any of that kind of stuff on the outside he had jail and a mother that he would disappoint by going to jail so like he just he had nothing to lose other than the money to make it right and I guess maybe he thought if he had that money he could run away and never come back or whatever who knows who knows what he would have done maybe started his own game (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah crazy Well, okay. So which character did you connect with the most? And did any of their story arcs really strike a chord? So I already mentioned this, that the, the girl from North Korea, I, that one really struck me the most. I, I liked the, I liked her story and I, I found myself just rooting for her and I wanted her to win it all. And when she was killed in the end, I was not happy. I was really sad. The one that sticks out to me, she's not one that's like in the main cast or anything like that, but I think her name was Ji Young. 
and she's the one that played the marbles with the main mm. girl yeah. and like i didn't it, you take it she doesn't come out you know like she doesn't show up for a while so like she, all of a sudden she's there and you you haven't seen her but the tug of war and then you kind of see she's you know there from that point on but um I thought hers was one of the saddest situations of all of them because she literally had no n- no adulthood or anything like that like she killed her stepdad because he killed her mom and had and he abused her so like she had a horrible childhood goes to prison comes out and somebody hands her a card like that one I'm like that's a that's a crappy move on their part because she didn't even I mean she didn't have anything better to do so she did it and she made the choice to go back but still like she she just well, never, she never had, a, had chance. a chance to yeah. make better choices. Yeah, she just didn't mm-hmm. have a chance. So her her character was definitely one that like and her choice at the end and her death. It was it was pretty sad and it was like shocking and and but you could kind of understand why she made the choice that she did. I just wish her choice had actually gotten the girl <laughs> to win. Yeah. You know, and 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 everything, but she would have put that money to use if she would have won and not I mean not spent it all, but at least her brother and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the the other girl's character definitely uh, stood out to me in that way. All right. So did we enjoy any of the competitors losing, a.k.a. being shot to death or murdered or dying, <laughs> falling to their deaths or whatever? And I think we probably all have the same one. It yeah, I was so like, oh, they didn't kill kill her off during the marble game because she's annoying. Um, but then <laughs> the way that she was taken out was perfect. Like it was just so perfect because the gangster dude, he was he was all like bravado, but he was such a coward. And she she just took him out. She, you know. And it was, it was, I I was actually, it was very satisfying to see them both fall through the glass to the ground. Well, I love how bitter she was Mm. and how she kept a grudge the whole time against this (laughs) guy. Yeah. You know, and and she was just as bad because she was sleeping with the guy and trying to use her. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't fall for it and kind of like kicked her to the side. But you kind of have a feeling that that's how her life has been. Always been kicked to the side. Yeah. And she took her own death in her own hands. And like, you know, if I can't win, I'm going to take this guy who represents everything that went wrong in my life, all my bad decisions, (laughs) and I'm taking them with me. And we're both going to die because she had made a, a... bravado gesture that he was going to regret it and he was going to she was going to kill him and she did and i (laughs) loved that she followed through that was pretty awesome to be perfectly honest so yeah for me the same the same i mean i just it was too satisfying i hate to say that but (laughs) it really was so and on the other side did any of the deaths make you really sad and i Oh my gosh, the Marvel gang game oh, just yeah. broke was, yeah. my heart. Mm-hmm. So many people got hurt because of that game. And of course, I'm going to say definitely number one, the old guy, um, before the whole twist and everything. But <laughs> when he's just, 
you know, he's losing his memory. You can't tell if he really is or if he's letting the guy win. He has a tumor on his brain, so he's dying anyway. And he's gone through the whole experience, like, just kind of cheerful. And at that point, you don't realize because he's kind of a rich psychopath. But (laughs) um, when he lost and went into where he thought was his home to let the other guy win. I was just like, Oh my heart. It just can't yeah. handle it. I'm just like, I just can't. And again, you know, the main guy, he, he was so conflicted. He did not want to do what others were doing and cheat someone. So they had to die. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of taken away from him and the grand gesture was made. And it was really heart-wrenching. It was. Hmm. even so Especially because I didn't figure out that it was all a twist <laughs> mind flip. And, uh, yeah, I, I teared up. Yeah, I, wow. <laughs> there were so many moments within that marble game that I was just, when I realized at the same time that they realized that when they picked their partners, like, mm. oh, we're competing against each other. That was really powerful. Um, uh, just that's the that's the scene. Um, was that episode six? Yeah, episode six. Yeah, yeah. That was the one where I walked in and my daughter was crying. Mm. So, oh my goodness. Now I think oh my goodness. Ollie's death um, for me hit really hard because his his character he was also one that if he had lasted through the whole thing, he would have been like Gihun and kept his integrity as much as you can in that situation. Cause I mean, even yeah. Gihun deceived the other guy, but um, the old guy, but like his character and because Sangwoo was just so manipulative and, and everything that it just, it hit hard and it was very sad to see, um, him die especially he's got the he's got the wife and kids and the other guy doesn't have that he's not supporting anybody but his mom and all right so we had a hot cop infiltrate the company and investigate what was going on from the inside did we get enough of him not enough where we said his pretty face was covered up 90 percent of the time and also were we surprised at who his brother ended up being and how his story arc ended um yeah I was surprised by that I um well by the time we got there I'd started to suspect stuff but um boy I I really liked their like I liked that storyline I was intrigued by it and I really wanted to know like who the brother was and what you know horrible thing had happened and all of that um but I and I was also kind of like, oh, maybe they're all gonna get rescued. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I had a little bit of hope, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, I didn't I, remember. It's okay. I didn't remember that he the actor was in this drama. It's actually probably a good thing. <laughs> He's not my favorite. Um, but so when his face popped, I was like, oh, they did mention him earlier in an earlier episode. Just, I can't remember what it was, but there was somebody that mentioned the the actor's name or whatever, but I knew his brother had to be somewhere in the, either the pink suits or somewhere else, like, because he wasn't, you know, a participant. 
So once he like, was looking through the books, I was like, oh, yeah, his brother's probably one of the people in there. I didn't necessarily know that he was the ma- the main you know, host mask guy or whatever. But And I'd like to point out that they're in Korea and he fell off a cliff. So he could be back for season two. <laughs> That's so true. We know that <laughs> when we, we shove them off the cliff, yeah. there's usually was, a net down there. Exactly. He was um, shot and shoved off a cliff. So, you know. Good point. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I I just want to know why the brother is suddenly working for the group if he won. And like just what is going on with that? Right. Um, I think that season two is a perfect yeah. place for that to be like fleshed out. I kind of want to know. Yeah. I want to know because our winner well, going into the next thing, Jihoon ones, he didn't say, oh, yeah, now you have to come because you killed all these people and you have to be the new host or continue on or anything. He didn't have any of that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um, it was a decision that the brother made at some point in time, but then he still kind of lived his life because the other brother didn't realize he was missing until just recently. That part, I don't know if is a plot hole or not, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Jihoon won the game, of course. So he was the last man standing. He got the money. But when he got the money, he didn't spend any of it. I think he he was in kind of shock to begin with. And we end up finding out this big twist that the old guy is the host of the show, like the main rich dude who holds the show every year. And... Uh, he wanted to participate because he has a brain tumor. He wanted to remind himself of the olden times when he would be out on the playground playing and there was no difference between rich and poor. And he got to enjoy that experience one last time. D- were we shocked about this? Because I was shocked, to be perfectly honest. And I was like, <laughs> holy crap, are you freaking kidding me? It was nuts. I don't know. What do you guys think? I was, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I mean, I wasn't, so I, I can see the whole piece where he, um, like, why he wouldn't want to spend the money. I think I could see that, like, and understand it. Um, the twist at the end, I was shocked. I wasn't expecting it. So I was a time, like, I, I, text Jen because <laughs> at like I yes. don't remember what episode it was I think it was like she episode four or five and I was like yeah the old guy isn't on it or he used to be a participant well and he's he's, yep. he's he's so I was just like there's something with the old guy I totally suspect him and then so that the end when he was and I do remember when and I've I have to admit I've actually watched briefly a couple reaction videos just to kind of see why like people are liking it um, the way that they are. So I've watched a couple of like YouTubers reaction videos and, and some of like the one that I watched after he in the marble game, when he gets shot, um, they, they were like, Oh, they didn't show him shooting the old guy. They didn't show him. And that's exactly like when that happened, I was like, they didn't show him shooting him. He's not dead. He's not dead. And so then when he shows up at the, at the end in the bed, I was just like, but but I knew he was in on it, but then you almost feel like it's going to erase everything that he went through. But then you kind of like realize that most of what he said and what he did 
probably was his true feelings to in the moment you know what I mean so he still was like I mean he wasn't the sweet old guy obviously but <laughs> the things that made Gihun fall in love with you know love with him and care about him and stuff I do feel like a lot of that was very um genuine but he's still a diabolical old dude that you know he died in the well, end and, but <laughs> and that's why it was even more heartbreaking mm. because it's all like you you feel like oh this grand gesture he's gave his life for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and he did <laughs> i mean let's be honest he did because he could have won and gone on with the game right but the purpose of him playing the game was to have a connection with someone and to just enjoy playing the game so if mm-hmm. he lost jihoon you know, everyone else is out for blood. Right. And it's not like he would have that real friend connection with mm-hmm. anyone else because they're all dastardly and murderous and stuff. But, oh, it just broke my heart. And then where they discuss about free will and it's like, well, I didn't force anyone to do it. They were all there. But it's all like, was it really, though? Because you know the kind of situations and you have the money that could help people, mm-hmm. but instead you use their pain for uh, some sense of feeling because you're so rich, you're bored. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's even worse than digging in the knife that you're that type of person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was heartbroken. Now I'm even more upset <laughs> discussing it. But I love that actor, too. I know we didn't discuss that actor, but he just had a smile that lit up the stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think he's, I don't think he's like a seasoned actor or anything like that either, if I remember correctly. But so. But just in like the red light, green light, seeing him like quickly go and smile, Mm -hmm. it just sticks in my mind. That's a visual that sticks in my mind. So. Anywho. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do we feel that this, the, the, the theme of the show, was it going, um, is what is going on in society right now? And is that why people are flocking to the show? I, I feel like it's a good commentary on like the social classes in, that exist in a capitalist society and like desperation that people feel and all of that. So I do think that that those are themes that just like in Parasite, which is it's somewhat of a, it's not exactly the same. It's definitely not the same genre, but I feel like a lot of the same commentary on society was happening in Parasite as well. And so I think that that does seem to be a universal thing that people can connect with. That whole idea of like, I want, part of me wonders if this would be as an appealing, like, as appealing to an international audience if it wasn't like pandemic time. And I, I say that because I feel like there's just a lot going on in the world right now. There's a lot of like political upheavals and things that have changed in that direction. Um, and just in general, I feel like it was a commentary on society that we, we have some very clear haves and have nots and they're, you know, the pandemic has only made certain people suffer more. Um, and it somewhat does feel like there's a class that just sort of is observing that. And, and I, I don't know, I don't think this is that far off. 
what show would we recommend for recommending our friends to watch after they've tried this? It's hard. It's again, as I was saying, you can't be like, oh yeah, this fluffy romance, go that. Or at the same time, you can't be like, oh, go watch um, Forest of Secrets because that's not the show that's going to suck them in. You know, there's, you have to get some context of society before jumping into something that's really good, but serious. So I have two recommendations. I think one kingdom is a good one. It's available on Netflix. It's fast paced. It has really high quality production, which I think is something people are going to be looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone understands zombies, even if they don't understand the historical context of where what's happening in historical context. All you need to know is zombies and you're good. For something with a little bit more depth, I recommend Prison Playbook because it does have the same guy. It does discuss societal issues and um, the humanity, bringing humanity into a prison system where you're not just thinking, oh, they're all all criminals they deserve to be there it really brings humanity into the situation and i think people would enjoy that so so for me i would recommend two movies um i think that movies are a way that you can kind of bring people in and then you know see see how they do with that and then go on so i would recommend first of all if they haven't seen parasite i would recommend parasite and then um as a second movie again Thinking zombies, train to Pusan, because if they liked watching Gong Yu slap people, then um, they're gonna <laughs> love watching him run from zombies. zombies. <laughs> so I, this is I, I do think that this is a hard one because, like you were saying, if you recommend a lot of the broader audiences to some of the rom coms or or anything, it might be like this is nothing like what I just watched. Why why would I want to watch anymore? So I I think that movies are a good avenue for them to kind of like get into and using the same people kind of like what we've done with the rest of them. The the main guy was also in um a second along with the gods, so I think that can be a fun one to recommend as b- both of those two. And I think those translate well to this kind of audience along with the gods and along with the gods too. And then I have not watched more than a couple of episodes, but I feel like a lot of people can handle politics that like the broader, like a lot of the the audiences that watch stuff that's on Netflix and all that kind of stuff. So the main guy is also in the drama and it's on, it's on Netflix's chief of staff and there's two seasons of it. Um, there's probably a lot of other stuff that people might be able to, but those are at least some of them are easily ac- ac- accessible. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, All right, so thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. And as always, the links are in the show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.